This is the Big Time Talker Podcast on the Blog Talk Radio Network. Kirk Allen here from our studios in Washington, D.C., which frankly right now are my kitchen table and the counter beside it because I can't get into my studio because I'm at home with a pandemic like many of you, and yet we soldier on in the face of COVID-19. If you'd like to be a part of the program, we always love to hear from you. You can shoot us a text or an instant message for our guest today, my buddy Will Power Harris. And speaking of power, the Big Time Talker podcast is powered by our friends at speakermatch.com, the world's largest online virtual speakers bureau. If you are a meeting planner or you're a speaker, log on to speakermatch.com and get together. And togetherness is more important than ever before. And that's why I wanted to talk to Will. Will and I have known each other for over a decade now. He's the best-selling author of a bunch of books, including Will Power Now and Power Prospecting. He is, in the truest sense of the word, a business guru who speaks all over the country, all over the world, and helps businesses get it together and uh, puts business people together with clients. And Will, first of all, I hope you and your family are, are safe and healthy and everybody's doing okay. Yeah, Bert, thanks for asking. Everyone is doing wonderful. Now, for a guy like you that is used to globetrotting all over the world to do your thing, this could, one might think, put a cramp into Willpower Harris's style. So I want to know, first and foremost, as a business guy who's used to being uh, an up-close-and-personal, grip-and-grin, giving-a-hugs kind of individual, <laughs> how this is in- impacting what you do and how you do it. Well, um, I give a lot more virtual hugs now than I do uh, in person, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the impact for me, um, I would say, is you have two options. You can either adjust or evolve. And I have evolved my business. So with adjust, um, I think that people can try to do the same thing they always done but just online or you can see an opportunity and you evolve, meaning that your business evolves into becoming something it wasn't prior to February, 2020. So my business has evolved. Well, you've always sort of positioned yourself rightfully. So I think as a change agent and um, man, Oh man, you want to talk about having to change the way, you do business, you've got to do it right now. So for somebody who does sales training or consulting like you or public speaking, um, as you said, you can take it online. That's kind of the first step. That's just sort of the, the entry piece. But how do you evolve? How have you evolved your business? Well, I, th- I think that it comes down to the type of business person you are, that you're either going to be a uh, innovator or a great follower. If you are an in- innovator, that means that you're coming up with something brand new. You're always in the mode. You're always thinking ahead. So for me, the having online tools and just an online process, it was already there because I was looking down the road and I knew the future was coming. Um, so in that respect, if you have a lot of people that are trying to get online content or online things and it's virtually impossible because you can't videotape when you're not a videotape expert and the person who is a video expert can't come to you so in that respect being innovative will always make it so when people look at what they have they will find something but some people Burke, 
are just good followers, great followers, meaning that they saw someone else doing a particular business and they just became really great at doing that. They didn't innovate anything. They just became great at that. Those people are going to suffer, big time suffer, because we have never been in a situation like we've been in right now. We just haven't. And if you have the mindset of being a great follower, by the time you see people getting things right, it's going to be too late for you to follow. So you got to look at what you are. Are you an innovator or are you a great follower? And if you're a great follower, you better find yourself an innovator. And if you're an innovator, you push for it. You know, I've got a friend who's a uh, retired Green Beret, and he talks about getting comfortable being uncomfortable. This is a really uncomfortable time for an awful lot of folks. And, and you know, you're a very positive cat. As long as I've known you, you have a very warm, inviting presence. You, you've always got a big smile on your face. Was there a time when this was all crashing down for you uh, and for the, the whole world there in, in February and March of, of this year where – Willpower Harris uh, thought, man, what am I going to do? And if so, how did you get yourself out of it? And, and the reason I'm asking this question, of course, is I think there are millions of people like that that are, are really stuck now and trying to get out of that, that, oh, woe is me funk, because the world is in a funky place. So did it happen to you? And if so, how did you get out of it? And even, even if not, how would you suggest that people kind of get off go and, and get their head right? Oh, my God, it happened to everybody. I, I don't care who you are. There is no Superman <laughs> or Superwoman that uh, was immune to the, the first shock of the global, not just in, in, in one part of the world, but global impact that the coronavirus and quarantine and social distance has had. The only question is, when you get knocked down, how long do you stay down? And some people are going to be able to get back up really quick. I was. Um, others are still trying to get back up. But, yeah, I got knocked down. And when I got knocked down, the way I was able to get back up is that I had faith, Burke. Now, I don't mean religious faith. I define faith as being a clear vision of what success can look like. So when I was knocked down, I saw a clear vision on how this situation cannot be negative and, and depressing for me, my family, my business, but how we can thrive. And once I had that vision, I got up. So for anyone who's still down, I would say, you got to find your clear vision. You got to have something to have faith in. You look for that. And when you find it, that's when you're able to get up. Anybody who got up, they didn't get up blindly. They got up because they had faith. They had vision. Will Harris, my guest, my friend, uh, is the author of a couple of fantastic books, including Willpower Now and Power Prospecting. Different is the new great. You can visit him online at willpowerharris.com, and you'll see what I'm talking about with that big smile because uh, it, it's right there on the homepage of the website. <laughs> hey, Will, um, let me ask you this. For, for individuals who um, – are, are really grasping because their business is going to be one of the, the really slow ones to get back uh, to any semblance of normality from where it was before. 
Um, you know, and, and I'm thinking about uh, you and I both know entertainers that that are used to performing concerts in front of thousands of people, or uh, you know, folks that work in in the hospitality industry. Would you recommend to those folks that they throw out the baby of the bathwater and do something completely new in this new paradigm? Or is there a way to look for innovations in something that they're already in and are, are familiar with? So I think you have those two options, um, which, um, depending on who you are and what you're in, are, are going to be more viable than the other. And I think the third option is when the first two don't apply. And when the first two don't apply, then when you can't work on your career, you work on your character. When you can't work on your career, you work on your character. So you see a lot of famous people putting out messages, stay home. Well, don't stay home. Go inside. Go inside. Like Go inside yourself. Um, read a new book. Write a new book. Learn a new language. Um, pick up um, meditation or um, be able to accomplish something that you normally wouldn't be able to accomplish. So when those first two options aren't viable, when you, you can't like find innovation within your business or you, you can't find a way to come up with a new business, then there's only one more positive choice, which is to go inside yourself and see how you can become a better person in some way and make something at the time and don't let the time grind you down into something you're not meant to be. There's some people I'm sure will, and by the way, if you're just joining us, Will Harris, our guest today, uh, some people who would say eh, that Will Harris, you know, uh, what he says makes sense, but man, he's awfully callous. There are an awful lot of people who are sick. There are an awful lot of people who are dying, and, and he's all about the Benjamins. He's all about the business and the money, and I would say, what say you to those folks? Mm, I think it depends on the day. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I learned one thing from my wife. Somebody asked her one time, like, how do you do so many different things where you are a fabulous wife, you're a fabulous sister, you're a fabulous boss, you're a fabulous daughter? And she said, I realized that I couldn't be fabulous at all things every day, that I have to choose my day. So um, with me, Bert, making money. Uh, my money, 50% of it, goes towards charity, orphanages all over the world. So for me, um, I believe use what you love to fight what you hate. So I love making money. I love business. I love coaching and helping people. I hate when people don't have the resources they need to get ahead. So I use what I love to fight what I hate. So it's kind of like Robin Hood. On one hand, I'm able to get the money. And then on the other hand, I give it away. But I would say at a deeper message, whatever you think about Will Harris, that I talk to hundreds of people a month, easily, easily hundreds of people. And I'm talking from Bali to Cali, all over the world. And I haven't spoken to anyone since the world's been going through the pandemic that wasn't in two categories, either struggling or thriving. And the people who are struggling, the ones who have had deaths in their family, like I have two friends, one friend who mother died today, 
Today she died. And one of the reasons why she died wasn't because of coronavirus, but because she had another sickness, another illness. But the pandemic made it hard for her to get the things she needed in order to survive. And when you're talking to people who are struggling, it's a totally different message than the people who are thriving. And the people who are struggling is either because they're going through sickness, they're going through um, um, sickness to their families or friends, or they're going through the worry of the financial crisis. The ones who are thriving are always people that found a way to grow. So depending on who you're talking to, it's a totally different message and how to get through it. Some people have to get up before they can get through it. Our friend Will Harris, our guest today. And one thing that's always fascinated me about you, you're a Washington, D.C. guy. You're a huge business consultant in the U.S. But, dude, you go to India, you're like a rock star. You're like, you know, <laughs> all of the Black Eyed Peas all rolled in together. Uh, you know, and and I wonder how that happened and if anyone was more surprised by that than you. No, I don't think anybody was more surprised than that by me because uh, India is hot. And <laughs> I don't like the heat. I love the people, though, uh, but I don't like the heat. So how that happened? I think, Burke, uh, the short version would be when you have – no limitations or no preconceptions or no boundaries that you're willing to go in order to align with your life purpose, you will be surprised where you end up. So for me, I wrote a book, uh, I started advertising the book, and then um, off of online, ironically, Facebook, um, I ended up getting a um, thousand fans and then 10,000 fans and 20 and 30, 40. And the next thing you know, in the first year, I had 200,000 Facebook fans in the country I never went to. And then I was willing to go visit that country. And when I went there, I saw there was some good I can do. And I didn't ask, do they speak my language? I didn't ask, uh, would they understand me? I didn't ask any of those limiting questions that would prevent me from moving forward. Uh, always ask empowering questions. How can I make this work for the benefit of myself and the benefit of others? It can't just be me. <laughs> and it just can't be others and I get hurt. But how can I make this work to the benefit of me and others? The greatest good for all. And I think that's the main reason that led to, it wasn't one thing, but just consistently having that mindset backed and matched up to the same action that got me to, to where I am today. And you do a lot of work over there with your Willpower Humanitarian Foundation, Inc. And uh, I wonder if, if you could kind of talk to us for just a minute about the work you do over there. I know you well enough to know you're not a slap by itself on the back kind of guy, but uh, you know I'm sure there are folks who are listening that might say, wow, he, he does a lot of good work. How can I help? So tell us a little bit about the foundation. Okay. So Willpower Humanitarian Foundation started uh, based on a youth uh, mentorship group I created called Willpower Warriors. And the Willpower Warriors were college students that heard me give um, a speech called ABCs of Success 
where I talked about kindness being um, the most important principle of success. And I was going out to do uh, community service, and I invited these college students to come with me if they wanted to. Well, they came. We went to an orphanage. They loved it. We played with the kids. Um, we played baseball, football. They played cricket. They played soccer. <laughs> but kids are all the same. Um, love playing. Yep. And the college kids love interacting. And that just grew into every Sunday, they go out in the community, be it a senior living facility, a orphanage, school for the blind, government hospital. Every Sunday, they go to a different place, donating their time to charity. I donate my money. So, for instance, at an orphanage, I would donate money to get uh, cricket bats and soccer balls and the Willpower Warriors would go out and play with them. Or at the senior living home, I donate paint. And then the Willpower Warriors started painting. And once I did it in one city, it started to grow to another city. And then it started um, being something in Ghana, Africa, where somebody hear about it. And now we have an all-girls school over there that we built a computer lab for, which is very much needed now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Since Right. But we didn't know that when we first started um, a year or two ago. And even within the USA, with the business that I do, uh, my clients donate backpacks to aged out foster kids. Because once you turn 18, you're out the house. You don't have anything but the clothes on your back. So Willpower Humanitarian Foundation started with me just giving a speech that I liked. And it grew to other people liking it and wanting to join in, and then we just organized it. You know, I, I love the fact that uh, you have put your money where your mouth is. An awful lot of people say, oh, you know, money is not important to me, but e even if it's not important to you, if you make enough of it, you can give half of it away, which is what uh, Will Power Harris has done. My friend Will Harris is online at willpowerharris.com. We're almost out of time, but you've actually got one of these online events that's happening um, in India, you're in the U.S., but it's happening over there uh, tomorrow, I believe is how that works, so so that I don't screw it all up. Tell us what's happening in India with you tomorrow online. Well, thank you. Um, it's actually bigger than just India. It's a global event. Nice. So they have speakers from all over the world, um, and the companies range from McDonald's to Uber, um, you name it. It's some pretty big major enterprise type companies that have C-level executives that are talking about um, technology and the, the, the pandemic that we're in right now. And what can businesses do big and small in order to get ahead? How can people still stay connected that are coworkers and colleagues, but they may feel isolated? And what is the technology that's out there to help us bridge this gap, this chasm that we feel many times is standing in between us and our company or colleagues getting the head? So I feel really nice that I have been asked to be the closing speaker um, at this event. So it's all day. And since it's global, it starts like 3 a.m. in the morning our time <laughs> and ends at 8 um, 8 a.m. Um, our time as well. But if you register for the event, then you're able to see any 
past sessions that are recorded. I go on it at 8, and it'll last at 8.30. One's recorded, and one is live. So I can be in two places at the same time, Burke. And it's the Virtual Tech Summit. So if anybody Googles it, they'll be able to see it come up. It's sponsored by IBM. Um, and it's Economic Times Virtual Tech Summit. Very cool. I am incredibly proud of all your success and that you uh, you do well by doing good. And I appreciate you taking a few minutes to talk with us today. It's always a pleasure talking to you, Bert. That's my friend Will Harris. Visit him online at willpowerharris.com and keep that positive attitude going, my friend. And wherever you are, wherever you're listening today, stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, do well by doing good like Will Harris. Thanks for listening. The Big Time Talker Podcast powered by Speaker Match. Bye, everybody.